Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! You know, the beauty of baseball is you can sit next to your neighbor and have a conversation, or you can just completely ignore them. Baseball spoken here. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. That is a reviewable play, but the Yankees choose not to review it. A swing and a drive to deep right, away back, off the pole, Francisco Lindor. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch, a deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. It's 2-2 two to two in the bottom of the sixth, and I just can't get my eyes off that man with the tall head. It's quite a game, but man, that guy is ugly. You know that guy hasn't blinked this entire game? Just a dead-eyed idiot out on a Thursday afternoon. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. We're going to be awesome for you right now. On 1080. Hey, one for one. That's about a thousand, dude. That's baseball, baby. Help us. Please, somebody help us. The Fan. Yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you missed any of the first hour, you can check out the Les Schwab Tires podcast. It's tweeted out on the Twitter thanger. I did start Marco Gonzalez tonight. Good. He's a weird pitcher this year. Yep. His ERA is good, but his like batting average against is really bad. Yeah. But yet he still gets out of innings. Yeah. Well, there you go. You got an out. A lot of ground balls, probably. Yeah. So we were kind of talking about this. It, it's funny how <clears throat> I don't think we intended to do this, but I do think it's interesting that the biggest trade topic in baseball is Manny Machado. Yes. And somehow, all of a sudden, over the last four or five days in my personal life, boy, have I brought up Manny Machado a lot to people. Like, not to talk about the trade, but to just use him as an example. Okay. I think that's strange, but also not strange. We also talked about him. Him as a trade partner. In a different way. (laughs) Yeah, you see what I mean? Isn't it funny how sometimes in sports it's like that's the one thing that dominates everything? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other times that may have happened, but honestly, oh, I'm, I don't I'm think, too tired. Off the top of my head, I can't And And that. I don't think we ever realize it. I think it's something we just don't notice. You know, it's like... This is, this is like Manny Machado with the Orioles, you know? Yeah. You just it, say that yeah, over exactly. and over again. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, over there's nothing to talk again. about. There's nothing to talk about in the NBA, so we're just going to keep talking about where LeBron might go next year. And then all of a sudden you start talking about, is he better than Michael or Kobe or Sorry for bringing that up. I apologize. It's okay. I won't do it again. And it's all in my head. I don't know what that is. It's the song. It was over and over again. I was I was just continuing. That's it. Nelly and Tim McGraw, son. Yep. What? You never heard that song? Like Band-Aid on the Face rapper Nelly? Mm-hmm. Yep. You and got Tim it. Tim McGraw, Red Solo Cup. Friday Night Lights. Yep. What's the name of that song? 
I can't remember. Is it it's it's all in my head or something? Maybe over and over again. Cup. I fill you up. Isn't that Tim McGraw? Let's I'd be here asking party. the wrong person. Good Blacking song, out but... on Bacardi. Yeah, it is called over and over. It's a great song. Oh, I wouldn't call it great song. It's a it's a song. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it was recorded by professionals. <laughs> I still question it. However, it was done. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Manny Machado. Yeah. Where's Manny Machado gonna go? I don't know. I wouldn't touch him if I was anybody except for the Yankees after what he said yesterday. What did he say yesterday? Well, the report yesterday was that his oh. clear free agent choice when he's a free agent next year is the Yankees. Right, he didn't say it, but the report said that it is. they are a, like very far in the distance front runner to sign him as a free agent. Yeah, so it's like Baltimore's like, hey, L.A., we want your uh, number two prospect. It's like, no, man, go bleep yourself. Okay, hey, Cleveland, can we have your number two prospect yeah. by chance? We'll no. probably say yes. <laughs> we'll probably say yes. Because that's what we need is an infielder right now. <laughs> put him at second base because Kipnis sucks? Well, that's another. No, you put Jose at second and put him at third and put Kip in the outfield or just sit him on the bench. I uh, think I think that they're using the Yankees as a uh, way to jack the price up a little bit. Like they leaked the story? Right. But that wouldn't jack the price up for me. Oh, from the Yankees, maybe. No, no, no. I'm saying from for other else? teams. Well, look. But why do I want to jack up the why do I want to agree to jack up the price for a rental? Well, because it might win you a World Series, Patrick. The Cubs did it for Aroldis Chapman and they won a World Series partially because of it. So uh they won a World Series because it rained. But <laughs> I shouldn't have known you were gonna say that. It's my cards and I'm sticking to them. <laughs> but Sometimes if you think you're one player away and the player is the caliber of Manny Machado, he's quite good. You're willing to take the chance on a rental in baseball, even if it means giving up a top prospect. And I think that that is why teams would be interested. And I think it was kind of like this weird dead period where it was like Dodgers and Brewers and there were other teams who made offers, but the Orioles hated all the offers. And now all of a sudden it's Yankees interested. Then the next day it's Yankees make a legitimate offer that the Orioles are considering. Then all of a sudden, you got the Dodgers and Brewers going, wait, 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 wait. We want Manny Machado. And it jacks the price up. I mean, that's, that's not to say the Yankees don't want him. I mean, of course, everybody should want Manny Machado. But it's just the way that I think the Orioles could be doing this to try to get the other teams to get given better players. Because I know the Orioles don't want to trade him in the division. He might sign there next year. But the Orioles do not want to trade Manny Machado to the Yankees, Red Sox, or Blue Jays, or whoever. Yeah, but I'd rather trade him to the Yankees. They got better prospects. Yeah, true. You will get a better return. Can you get like Andujar? Because the the Yanks are running out of people, like running out of positions to play people. You know what I mean? Like you have Andujar, Didi, and Torres, and Bird. Like, what are you? What are you gonna? Where are you gonna put these people? I don't know. That's the good question. They already got two right fielders, and they might go get a third in the offseason. Screw Mike and his smug Yankee look yeah, on right? his face. Yeah, right? You got now. that smug look? On, oh, I, that does. That sounds like not my problem. Mm, They'll figure that out. <laughs> derp, derp, derp. Well, no. Meanwhile, he's like, what are they going to play him in the, in the, for the Indians? It's second because Kipnis sucks. <laughs> he's like, oh, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Mr. 27 titles over there. Uh, I'm not even trying to be I'm trying to be honest about it we know it's just comes with the territory of being a (laughs) smug Yankee fan (laughs) well the thing is the Yankees do have a hole at third base I mean Andujar is playing well mostly but Manny Machado's better well I know and when you're the Yankees you can say that about any position yeah you know Luis Severino's pretty good but Jacob deGrom is better 
I mean, debatable, but... <laughs> debatable? Oh my you God. get the F out of here right now. <laughs> Damn it, Mike. Jesus. Are you serious right now? I mean, uh, I don't know. Debatable. I think you... Debatable. I think you undervalue Luis Severino. I think you overvalue greatness. him. He's so good, too. I take, like, five starters in baseball over Luis Severino. That's without a, Without a doubt. Have you watched him this year? Yes. Do you watch anybody else? Yes. I would take easily. I would take Max Scherzer, okay. Jacob deGrom, okay. Corey Kluber, maybe Verlander this year, but not long-term. Um, a healthy Kershaw for sure. I would take Scherzer over him. I would likely take deGrom over him. And I said debatable. I didn't say it was true. I would likely take him over him. And I would probably take Verlander right now. But he is so, so good right now. Trust me. Trust me. He is, uh, and it's the, this is partially a little bias. <laughs> oh, now it comes out. Oh, here we go. Now you're admitting it. But yeah, it'd be crazy if you don't think he's Cy Young material right now. Well, I think he is too. But like, let's let's hold back on the ego stroke. I'm just saying. He's really good. I know. He's gonna be the All Star Game starter. Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't know if they're going to trade him to the Yankees, Machado, because yeah. I look at the Orioles and I think they hate the Yankees in general. If I were the Yanks, I wouldn't trade him. I wouldn't trade for him. Why? Well, I guess that's my point, too, is, I mean, why is because if you think he's the one that puts you over the top to win the World Series this year, then great. Yeah, but your team's going to come back next year basically the same. Right. CC Sabathia. Right. But that's what I'm saying is if if it's actually the case that it is basically a done deal he's going to be signed there as a free agent mm -hmm. why give up your prospects now for it especially because they're asking reportedly for their number two prospect which is their pitcher justice sheffield yeah there there was there was a little bit of rumors i heard flying around that uh they may throw zach Britton in the deal just to kind of shed some salary and stuff shed some salary he's an expiring and, contract and also to get uh to kind of emphasize needing those top prospects i could see the yanks if that were on the table sure why not grab another bullpen arm <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> look, that would be, that would be stupid for like, I, I, I can picture myself as another fan going, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> they already have Batansis, Robertson, Chapman, Chad Green. Well, I would now really, they get Zach Britton. I, I wouldn't really like brag about Dylan Batansis. Really? Yeah. He's been insane this year. Oh, for like a month. No, the entire season. No, he not, not the entire season. Yeah. Okay. Take off the glasses, Mike. <laughs> take them off, dude. Take outside of like the second week, he's off. been great. Take them off. Oh my god. Uh, who do you think? Where do you think he goes? Um, honestly, the Dodgers. Yeah. Losing Corey Seager, that's like the perfect time to do a rental. You mm. lost your star shortstop for the entire season, and you might get him back next year, Machado. That is, but you are getting Corey Seager back next year. And the Dodgers do need that little extra push, I think, to kind of get back in, into that into the playoff picture, like or the World Series picture. Yeah, go with that. I just don't know where the Dodgers get all of these prospects to trade. It's like, oh, we're gonna send our number two. He's like the seventh overall prospect to baseball. We're gonna send him and go get Alex Wood. And you're like, what? What do you keep getting these? And that dudes? wasn't a great trade either. Yeah. I mean, Wood's been good, but he's not worth the number two prospect. No, no. So it's like, I, I don't understand where they get all these. So they do a lot of international signings, which are usually good. Just to back up Mike on uh, Dylan Batansis, uh, he gave up the walk off to Manny yesterday, right? 
Uh, or the day before. Yes, it was him yesterday, yeah. So before that, uh, his last earned run was uh, May 23rd. When does he come in the games? Uh, he's had like uh, 20, ap- 20 appearances. Seventh eighth inning. Yeah. So. Fine. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Why Fine. don't you want to admit it? Fine. Because I'm mad at you right now. Because <laughs> I hate you and your stupid team. Well, you get the chance to take it out on us the next four games. <laughs> yeah, he's had uh, 19 appearances since that earned run, and it's usually about an inning of work every time. Uh, an update for everybody out there. Um, Deskowsko has given up three runs. Still in the game, though, right? Still so in the game. So have they given up a 20 spot then? It is 19 to 2. Ah. Oh, Arizona scored again. Yep, yep. Goldschmidt with a ribby, and he's out of the game. <laughs> um, and then Peralta got one as well. Yeah, Paul Goldschmidt was probably like, yo, coach, I'm out. Yeah, Descalso's still pitching right now. Well, Actually. What else are they going to do? Is he going to go the rest of the game? Are they going to throw him like 80 pitches? Why not? What else are they going to do, dude? It's 19 to 2. Actually, he's only got 34 pitches right now. Look at him rolling through. <laughs> yeah, and he's given up three runs. Better than what the other pitchers were doing. I'm looking at his line. Dude, Marquez, though, they'll throw him for the rest of the night. Some guy, Hirano, came in and one-third of an inning gave up four runs. Descalco in two and a third has given up three. Whoa, he threw 17 pitches and gave up four runs. (laughs) Jorge De La Rosa threw 65 and gave up seven. Yeah. Descalso, better than the rest of the pitching staff. Better than the rest. Put him in the put him in the rotation. <laughs> I like this. I like this. Ooh, nice nice matchup decision. TJ McFarlane, one point one, a third inning pitch, gave up a hit. That's it. Yep, five pitches. Situational. <laughs> and they pulled <laughs> when him. you're losing by 15 runs, you got to be situational. That's really terrible. All right, when we come back, there's an interesting. Uh, I found some some quotes from some players that are talking about the shift, and I know that's kind of controversial in the nerd fandom but i thought some of these were quite interesting we'll get to that next uh that's mike lynch i'm patrick harris this is the hot corner on 1080 the fan this is the hot corner with harrison lynch on 1080 the fan We're playing uh, who the hell is this guy for the Diamondbacks right now. Well, I thought I just saw Andre Ethier up to bat for the Diamondbacks. And he looked very heavy. And they're not even <laughs> – it's such a Meth big blowout. They haven't even put up a bottom third for who this hitter is. No, they haven't. Because we're trying to figure out where in the box score they are. Oh. And they keep getting out before we can figure it out. Yeah, this is stupid. Who was that? Rockies broadcast. Are we on the Rockies broadcast? What a bunch of homers. Yeah. Mike, you call him and you tell him you tell him how to be a homer. You do it really well. <laughs> you gotta be a little bit less obvious about it. Oh, really? Yep. Why are you so mad? You're so salty. It's a kettle calling the pop black there. You're so huh? salty about less. There's John Jay. Okay. That could all right. be a good way Here to go. Find Here out. we go. So John Jay's at the top. Oh, this doesn't help us at all. <laughs> Alex Avia, I think. Uh, I think probably Ale- was. No, I think Alex Avia was uh, the dude you thought was Andre Ethier. Yes. However, who just hit there? Couldn't tell you. Chris Owings, maybe. That was Chris Owings. Yeah, they didn't even put John Jay up on the screen. What? Did, they didn't have bottom thirds for the hitters. Where's the graphics department? Come yes, on, eighteen. It does anything can happen, Joe? 
I wanted to know if Andre Ether was still in the league. Yeah. Yeah. You tell him. <laughs> I don't think he is. <laughs> uh, there's the fact mission. that Alex Avila is still in the league is pretty crazy, though. Yeah, right. Where was he used to be? The Tigers? I think he signed yeah, as a free Yeah, he used agent. to be the Tigers. Yeah. yeah, And I think the White Sox, too. God, he's old. Yeah, I don't know. Catchers, man. Let's not spend too much time on Alex Avila. <laughs> <laughs> and the segment's wasted. <laughs> Uh, an interesting article that I came across on ESPN.com and saw some other things in other places that unfortunately I can't find right now, but it kind of got me thinking. Uh, there's this cool article basically about kind of hitters reacting to, uh, what's this article called? Reacting to the shift. MLB hitters explain why they can't just beat the shift. And some of it's kind of interesting, but it also brings up a lot of other situations that we've talked about, which have now lead, led to higher strikeout ratios things like that. Um, Matt Carpenter said something in this that I thought was really interesting. He says, quote, I think it gets blown out of proportion when people just say, just hit the ground ball to short because the shift is on. You can't just take a 95-mile-per-hour cutting fastball on your hands and do that. Let's just say I sell out tonight and I try it four times. The likelihood of me hitting four straight ground balls to short and ending up four for four are very slim. If I succeed once or twice, at best I'm going two for four with two singles, or if I just play the game, I might go two for four with a homer and a double. I think it's a good point. I think the one thing with shifts that nobody talks about is it's not just the shift. The pitcher pitches into the shift. Yep. So what he's saying there when he says a cutter running in from on his hands, that's because his shift is, I don't know which way he bats, but whatever whatever side of the field it is, they're pitching him inside so that he has to hit it that way. Um, that is almost universally how the pitchers pitch now. If there is a shift, either it's a guy like Chris Davis who refuses to go the other way, or it's or they pitch them him completely inside, and they just they they force him into either popping it up or hit. It. If he hits a ground ball, it's going to go that way in the field. So it's not just the hitters being bad or being stubborn; the pitchers are doing it too. Yeah, and I think uh, I mean I've been guilty of this myself in the sense of oh, why don't you just lay down a bunt? There's no one on on the third baseline. Just lay it down and get on base. Here's what Kyle Seager had to say about that. If you're facing David Ortiz and he bunts over there and gets a single, he may have just done us a favor. If we let Ortiz beat us with a bunt as opposed to him hitting a home run, maybe that's okay. Yeah. And that's probably why the hitter at the plate isn't dropping that bunt. Because what's one, especially in the current age of baseball, one base is nothing. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Murphy, Daniel Murphy from the Nationals was kind of talking about that. He was like, he was like, if I bunt the, I'm paraphrasing. He was like, if I bunt the ball and get on first, I have now forced my teammates to hit more singles. He said every time he steps up to the plate, his goal is to touch second base. If he can touch second base, he increases his chance to score. And I know that sounds like, duh, of course. Every time I touch third, I get to home plate quicker. But he's saying like, me getting a single is not good enough because two other guys have to get a hit before I score. Yeah, but here's the thing, and we got a texter said, if you don't like the shift, then learn to bunt. They'll never put the shift on you again. I've seen Rizzo and Carlos Gonzalez cargo bunt against the shift, and they could have walked to first base. Quit prying, you're a pro. Quit crying, you're a pro. <laughs> Quit prying, you're a crow. <laughs> um, although, in theory, that's true. They don't stop putting the shift on you if you bunt. Right. Um. Didi Gregorius bunted like four straight games against the shift. They just slightly moved the third baseman closer to the line. Yeah, just in case. Yeah, and guess what? You can't bunt to that because you'll be thrown out. 
Yeah. So now all of a sudden you have a shift on the right side and a guy playing closer to third base for your bunt, and then you're stuck again. And in the current MLB, a single is, it's good. You're on base, but people are going for doubles and home runs. Yeah, I wonder because, I mean, Kyle Seeger says in this article too, he, let me find, let me scroll. Just want to get the quote right. When I debuted in 2011, shifts were non-existent. Now when they play you straight up, it almost looks strange out there. That's another reason why guys are trying to hit the ball in the air. Ground balls through the infield aren't getting through now. The people upstairs who are putting players in these positions are smart. They know all the numbers, and there's obviously a reason why they do it. That's why they have um, launch angle. It's such an important Mm -hmm. stat now Mm -hmm. because you're right. If you hit a ball through the ground or on the ground through the infield, it better have been a rocket. Yep. Uh, Because they're playing so many guys straight up the middle now. You know, used to hit a base hit up the middle, glorious. You got a hit. The amount of times I've seen a hit up the middle robbed by the shift this year, I want to say it's almost like 50% of the time a hit would be a single up the middle. There's a shortstop standing right there behind second base. So it's really hard to hit it out of the infield, which is why launch angle became such a thing, which is why players started changing their swings mm-hmm. to get it into the air. Which is why strikeouts are up, but yep. so are home runs. Yep, exactly. I it's wonder, all connected. So I wonder, you know, hitters were becoming so methodical and basically placing the ball wherever they wanted that the shift came into existence on, on a, I mean, the shift's been around for a while longer than 2011, but not as much used as it, as it is this day and age in 2018. But I wonder as the shift created, as the shift kind of became a staple and then batters had to adjust with launch angle. I wonder if there'll ever be something that moves the shift back to like traditional because if launch angle becomes that big of a thing. Hmm. I don't know. know. I mean, like, could it, could it be cyclical or is the shift what we see for the next 60 years? Well, that, I I mean, everything's cyclical, but I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if it's going to be cyclical in the way you're thinking. I think the only change you're going to see is if MLB forces a change yeah i don't think they if will. they say you have to stay in the infield dirt in a shift i don't think they will because if they not not to go down that hole per se but i don't think they will do that because what has the shift done it's created launch angle what's launch angle done more creates home, runs. home runs more runs are scored and people don't i guess i guess the casual fan doesn't like seeing singles anymore they'd rather see a strikeout or a home run and that's not me but if that keeps the game going then i suppose i have to be on board with it right i mean i don't i don't know if fans like to see a strikeout but and like we got pat on 82nd texted and hearing that just made me vomit in my mouth single turns a solo shot into a two-run blast singles are good oh i i appreciate the choir brother but i'm saying it doesn't mean as much as it used to anymore based on the way baseball's going it just people don't view the single the same yeah so i'm just it's just a fact yeah it's almost like the single is the cheating way out that you don't have to be the guy to make something happen right because now it's like oh i gotta get three singles in a row instead of maybe a double or a home run Oh, dude, you're killing us over here. To where I don't know. I just come from that old school thought where it's like, yo, the the goal is to get on base. Yeah, get runners on base. Like, but that, what's mm, funny is it's flipped. Mm. Is people are like, walks are great. We want walks. Everyone wants to walk. Yeah, that's like a single. Yeah, right. Is that not any different? Yeah, that's why I don't care for Ichiro haters. They're like, oh, well, he slap bun it or he's just fast. And it's like, yo, the object's to get on base, right? Is that not what we're here for? If the object were to hit home runs, why have fielders? I don't know. Right. Rant over. Uh, when we come back, we have fair or foul. Uh, I like fair or foul. It's fun. Fourth. Fourth. 
as it's known around these parts. We'll do that next. But first, here's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 15 minutes, we'll finish up the show. I will uh, explain to you and gloat heavily why I am the greatest World Cup predictor in the world. But first, this is fair or foul. We turn it over to the man behind the glass, Mr. Joseph Fisher the third. Yes, as uh, talked about earlier, one Baltimore Oriole, Manny Machado, has been the subject of trade talks nonstop this week. What are the teams that have said that have tried to go after him? We got uh, heard Brewers. Bre- yeah, Brewers, Dodgers, Indians, Yankees, Red Sox. Um, I think that's it. That's yeah. I feel like that's the list I've heard. Mariners, so far. maybe question mark. I think yeah. I've heard Mariners. That might just be pers- uh, perspective. But you have fans. to take Kyle Seager. <laughs> and now Manny Machado is liking Instagram pictures of himself in Yankees jerseys. So. Fair or foul, Manny Machado will finish out the season in the AL East, meaning the Orioles are dumb enough to not trade him at all, or he ends up with the Red Sox or Yankees. Mike, you go first. Me go first. Mike's busy with his Fortnite losers, so I'll go you first. You go first. Um, I will say that this is fair because it would be the most Oriole thing in the world to not get a deal done. You're evil. You're <laughs> uh, evil. I think the Orioles are asking for a lot. I think they should be asking for a lot, but they should have moved him last year. They knew they were going to be bad this season. They could have gotten whatever they wanted if they would have moved him last year, and they didn't. I think that was a mistake, and I think they're stuck with him. Um, I'm going to say foul because I really do think they're using the Yankees to drive the price up. And I think that the Orioles are going to do everything in their power to not trade him to the Yankees or the Red Sox. Because the Red Sox also reportedly got into the into the talks today. I saw that on a, on a Bleacher Report thing. The most Red Sox-Yankee thing ever. Oh, the Yanks want him? Yeah, we want him. Where are you going to play him? <laughs> Don't know, but he's not playing for New York. <laughs> He'll be DH. Well, where's JD playing? Shut up. We're just going to get him. <laughs> it's funny, but that is so right. He's, our, he's our new closer, Manny Machado. <laughs> That's probably how it goes in these back rooms between those two teams. I really do think Dodgers Brewers are probably the, I think the Brewers are another option. I didn't bring them up in the other segment. Brewers would be sick, nasty, but they could use a Manny, which they have no shortstop right now. That would be so dope. And because their shortstops, the star, the starter for the Mariners. <laughs> that is true. Two stops later, but still. And, uh, but yeah, so I think he'll wind up back with the Yankees or the Red Sox next year, but I'll say foul. I think he'll go to the national league. Where are you going to play Bogarts if you have Machado? Uh, what well, do you do with Rafael Devers? Well, like, Devers hasn't been hitting that well. Just You trade him. That's fine. Why do you guys need this guy? You're so loaded. Well, like anyway. you said, Red Sox can just make him a closer, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and speaking of closers, there's one up in Seattle who's really good. Sugar. Edwin Diaz. Um, all-star Edwin Diaz having a, I wouldn't even say a career year, like a MLB like all time season really. And uh, is he having such a good season that he has fair or foul, a 10 save cushion over the next closest closer. Ooh. So this is a fact-based question. Yes, it is 10 saves more than it's number two. Who's number two in baseball. I imagine Craig Kimbrell's up there. Probably, probably Cody Allen's up there. Hmm. Um, I know Ken Giles is not up there. Chapman's probably up there. Just the American League, Joe, or the whole MLB? Whole MLB. Whole MLB. 
Well, there's... Well, here's the thing. There's not great closers in the National League. Well, here's the thing. There are only so many teams that have 50-plus wins, and now 60-plus wins if you're the Red Sox. Right. Um, so, to me, it could only be those teams. The Astros have no comp- competent closers. Kimbrel or Chapman would be the options, I think, as the only guys who would be up there to counter with Diaz. And But is it a 10-save lead? I'll say I'll say fair because the Yankees and Red Sox blow a lot of teams out too. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's fair as well, and I'm gonna double down on this and say that Sugar Diaz will not only gain some Cy Young votes, but may set the record for most saves in a season. How about that? All I'll right. double down on that. I think so, Sugar Diaz is having himself one hell of a year, and his nickname is Sugar Diaz. Like and, that's dope. And he is a Roldis Chapman, 24 saves. Edwin Diaz, 35. Wade Davis, 25. Craig Kimbrell, oh, 28. Davis. Craig Kimbrell with 28. For the Rockies. So he oh. has seven less than Edward Diaz. How did I forget my boy, Wade, Div- Wade Davis? I forgot, yeah. Probably because right. they're winning 19-2 to two and don't need him right now. <laughs> we are against the clock, so we'll crank out these next two. Um, when just, have we ever cared about the clock, Joe? I tried to. Primetime made us start at 7.03, therefore I got a three-minute cushion. And I've been using it all night. Our home run derby field is announced. It was announced around 745-ish, I think, somewhere around Bat. there. Worst home run derby ever. Oh, you're beating me to the punch. Beats Battlestar Galactic. Fair or foul. The home run derby field this year is meh. And you got Jesus Aguilar, Reese Hoskins, Alex Bregman, Kyle Schwarber, Javier Baez, Max Muncy, Freddie Freeman, and Bryce Harper. Oh, uh, it's fair. I mean, I think for hardcore baseball fans, there's a lot of really good power hitters here. I think Aguilar is going to be good. I think Muncie's going to be good. What? Nothing. I was kind of politely apologizing to Joe for just stomping all over his question right oh, there. <laughs> oh, um, I didn't know he was going to ask it. Hey, great minds think alike, man. I think that there's a lot of really good power in Hoskins, too. There's a lot of really good power hitters in the home run derby. So I think it might be a good show, but the names are awful. Awful, awful, awful. Who is the biggest name in the home run derby this year? Besides Bryce Harper? Javi Baez. Yeah. Yeah. Bryce Harper. Yeah, maybe, Bryce Harper. Maybe yeah. Kyle Schwarber, but maybe. So to me it's very 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 unsexy. Uh I'm super I it sure, okay. Maybe it's fair, but uh Alex Bregman's my boy. I like Javi Baez. Um I imagine Bryce Harper's going to put on a show or at least attempt to. And if it means that he sucks for the rest of the year, then I'm I'm rooting for Bryce Harper to win this home run derby and then bat 210 for the rest of the season, you know, like he's been doing. Man, you are zing, just, zing, zing. You were just uh, taking a crap all over my fair foul because I go to our last one, Bryce Harper. <laughs> fair foul over the last 30 days, 180 average, three home runs, 34 strikeouts. Uh, fair foul. Uh, I already know this is fair. That's because oddly specific, so I'll say fair. He's <laughs> I, know, been bad. I, know, I know it's fair because I saw something that they were trying to uh, get this Reds pitcher that I'd never heard of. No shocker, he plays for the Reds. Uh, into the home run derby because in the month of June he had three home runs and Bryce had two. Michael Lorenzen? Yes. Wow. So I guess fair or foul real quickly then Bryce Harper just overrated. Fair. I mean you know how I feel about Bryce Harper. It's fair. Look it's fair as much as I don't want to say that because I do like Bryce Harper and I think he is really good. He's had two years that match his hype. Two. I think he is a carbon example, carbon copy example of how your brand 
can overtake the actual production on field court pitch, whatever you want to say. Okay. You know, yeah. there's always that guy that you're like, wait, why does this guy keep making money? He's not any good. Oh, because he's got hair and his helmet flies off and he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16 and blah, blah, blah. And he's a crazy Mormon from Vegas, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I think he's better than that, but he has been very underwhelming the well, last, well, couple of the last few years. As as a very wise monk used to say, ball don't lie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is a wise monk indeed. He's my favorite wise monk of all time. <laughs> Shout out Rashid Wallace. All right, when we come back, I will gloat about how I'm a World Cup predicting genius. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 the fan fun show today I always love it when I get a moment to uh, bash on Bryce Harper I mean then you love every show because you do it once a show at least. oh do I really well, at least I'm consistent <laughs> I'm like <laughs> zing 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 <laughs> future Yankee <laughs> you can't even deny that either nope you know it. I don't know where on earth they would even put him. But well, you just well the shift, Mike. The shift is really big. They're going to start shifting in the outfield and just play three right fielders in right field. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. What if they played them all in left field at the same time to see who was the best left fielder? To increase uh, ratings among the young demographic, we're now going to add two people to the field so that right. way the Yankees can play all their players. <laughs> <laughs> I was make, I was thinking that they all they all playing right field because of the porch is so short they can get on each other's shoulders to catch home runs <laughs> like aaron judge is the top guy like huge six foot nine guy <laughs> trying to catch a home run standing on top of harper and stanton <laughs> who's the middle sandwich of that bryce harper yeah it's yeah, bryce harper yeah. giancarlo i just, I just picture the- them slowly <laughs> shuffling left and right uh, uh. <laughs> oh man well uh I, I waited for 8.50 because no one's listening and they won't get mad at me for talking about the World Cup. Uh, but I just want to throw this out there and then we can talk about just the final real quick. because someone's going to get mad. Yeah, I know. Uh, we, and then we can talk about, like, quick predictions on this because I'm jacked. I think this has been one of the best World Cups, if not the best World Cup I've seen in my lifetime that I remember. The first World Cup I really remember is the 2 uh, but this one's been that was the one a, that was in Japan and South Korea. Right? Yes, De- that definitely Brazil the best beat world, Germany. Definitely best World Cup since 2014. I'll say that much. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Dynamite dropping money. <laughs> that, broadcast school is really paying off. <laughs> Thanks. I was laughing. So, <clears throat> um, so, but uh, I just want to say I'm a genius. Before this tournament, people asked who you got. I picked France. I love Kylian Mbappe. He's like my favorite player in the world, and I just think they have too much talent. Sure, they're young, but if they could get past it, they'd be great. And then during the group stages, people were like, who do you like? I was like, well, France is kind of bothering me because they haven't looked great, but I still picked them to win, so I'm sticking with them. But, man, that Croatia team is super good. And, boy, did they show it today. I was surprised. I was quite surprised today. Croatia has gotten by on the hair of their chinny-chin-chin in the knockout rounds. Mm -hmm. Penalty win, penalty win, and last 10 minutes of, of extra time win. Yep. Um. It's weird because Croatia played really poorly for like 60 minutes of this game against England today. And then the second they scored that goal, England just crumbled and Croatia had full control of the game. And obviously they didn't score in in when it got to full time in regulation, but in extra time, they got the goal from Manzukic. I don't know. It's been a great world cup, 
this final has no appeal to me. I'll watch it, of course. Oh, really? But if I, I, th- I might even be flying. I might not be able to watch it. Um, I think France has been dreadfully boring to watch. I think Mbappe is awesome, but their style is awful. Well, it's so boring. They're in the World Cup final, so hey. I know. Sometimes it's how you do it. I know, but I'm just saying, as a as a neutral viewer, they have not been fun to watch at mm. all, at all. They haven't. Fair. And Croatia. Well, one could argue that killing Mbappe makes them fun to watch. Yeah, but he's only touching the ball one eighth of the time or whatever. You know, Giroud has Giroud has not been very good, and Griezmann's not been very good. Griezmann and, has three goals and two assists. But the last few games, he's not been very good. He has looked, he's looked lost in the knockout rounds. Um, Pogba's been okay. It's been their defenders that have been really good, actually. Yeah. Um, Umtiti and Matuidi. But, I I mean. Yeah, and then he, Cro- said, he said Umtiti. Yeah. And then Croatia really doesn't have any sex appeal to me either. See, I love the Croatia team. And had they not played back-to-back extra time and penalty shootout games, I would have given them a chance in this England game. But I gave them no chance because I just thought they'd be exhausted. Mandzukic could barely walk at the end of the Russian yeah, game. But Mandzukic, outside of this goal, he's been not great. Yeah. They're, they're, he. It's almost like he doesn't match their style of play because he's kind of a big, slow, plotting target man. And their midfielders are all really fast and pass the ball a lot. And it's been a lot less about him. Their midfield's the best in, in the world, I feel like. They're yeah. a combination of midfielders. Yeah, but Luka Modric and Rakitic. Uh, yeah, those guys are good. They got Perisic, although he's more of a winger. Yeah, and Perisic, that, he was the man of the game today. Yep. I thought he played the best. He had a goal. He had an assist on the Mandzukic and could have had, like, two other goals. I thought he was phenomenal today. And if you're an England fan, don't uh, – I wouldn't take this loss too bad. I really wouldn't. I think England's going to return in four years uh, with basically the same squad. Uh, no one expected them to go to a semifinal. You went to a semifinal. I'd be very happy if I were you. Yeah. I would. This And I don't think this is England choking. I talked to Mark Hamilton today from yeah. 94.7. He he wasn't upset. I was like, hey, do you need a hug? Like, he, he came back from he, – he went away to watch it and then of came course. back. He goes, no, I'm happy we made it to the semifinals. We yeah. had our chances. We didn't, com- we didn't uh, convert, but I'm happy we made it where we did. So I think a lot of England fans, after the initial burst of like, oh, my God, we lost – are probably going to be like, oh, hey, made it to the semifinal. Yeah, England is notorious for blowing it in the World Cup. This was not blowing it. I think they were luck. I think, yeah, I think you nailed it. I'd be happy I'd be happy for them. And I don't root for England because, you know, 1776. Am I right? I just. We won the war. I just don't. France plays kind of a boring style. Croatia has been kind of fun to watch, but. They're going to be so gassed. <laughs> That's what I thought today, and they played well. Well, they but were Fran- gassed for 70 minutes, and yeah. then they turned it on. But France is a lot faster than England. England's yeah. pace is actually a slower one, and Raheem's, except for Raheem Sterling, but he sucks. So, But he doesn't. But he did in this World Cup. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. That's the thing that, that bothers me. England fans are just, like, ragging on Sterling. Because he's not very good. Well, he's not scoring, but he's the only reason they're getting space behind the defensive line every time. Yeah, but every time he gets to the to behind the defensive line, he turns the ball over. Not necessarily. I disagree. Are you watching the same games? Yes. <laughs> Man. I, I've been loving Raheem Sterling this whole tournament. Like, I know he has had some mess-ups in front of net, but he has, he has been a menace, or had now been a menace, to any team that he was playing. Mm-hmm. Him and Lingard were getting behind the lines and they were just they were hoofing the ball up the field and it was working. Well, it also didn't help that Trippier was basically done 
for the last 10 minutes of yeah. extra time. He was. They were playing with 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, well. I'll take France 2-1 in the final. I expect the final to be good. I'll take France 1-0. Yeah. In extra time. No. Oof. They'll score like in the 60th minute, and then they'll sit on the ball for 30 minutes like they did in the last game. If France wins, Didier Deschamps will become the third person ever to win a World Cup as a player and a coach. Hmm. Interesting. Although I don't know who the third is. It is Franz Beckenbauer from the Germans. And it'd be Didier Deschamps. I don't know who the other one is. I'm like racking my brain, too. Bruce Arena. That's who it is. <laughs> no, I got it. My bad. Right. This text says Mbappe is what Sterling should be. Bingo. Well, I mean, Sterling was never considered Bingo. as high of a world-class player at 19, but let's see what you're saying. Plus, I like Antoine Griezmann. It's like stupid, like, celebration. <laughs> he has a dance. He has a goal celebration where he grabs his nuts and he, like, dances like this. And you know what that's from, Fortnite Patrick? Thing. Yeah. yeah, I've never played Fortnite. I don't play video games. I mean, girls. That's all, folks. We'll see you next week. For Joe Fisher, Mike Lynch, I'm Patrick Harris, and go do something I would do. I'm, I'm married, by the way. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.